Hey, what's up, everybody? Timothy Shockley here, Dream Muscle Podcast, uh, sponsored by DreamMuscleCoffee.com. I'm here with, with Brittany Elkin. What's up? How are you? I'm doing really good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, professional MMA fighter, uh, PFL, uh, Brazilian, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, she's just a fighter. She's a fighter. And uh, I'm super excited to have her on. And uh, we're just going to just talk just randomly today about, you know, her career, uh, life. Uh, we're going to get into cannabis and uh, and we'll just have at it. So thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I think uh, as it relates to the, the climate of our society, uh, one of the things I love about the MMA world is that it seems to be very, very welcoming and diverse and laid back. You know, uh, I, I played seven years in the Arena Football League, and uh, I was a huge, huge football fan. Football has been my life, uh, I mean, from 10 years old all the way up to 28. And I retired when I was 20 years old. And But now, due to all the stupidity that's going on in society, you know, the way that they're, the, the players are being manipulated and controlled, uh, and, and, you know, so funny, it was like that when I was playing as well, but I didn't see it because I was actually in the game, you know, uh, I mean, from the doctors, from the injections, from all these different things that they put you through. I'm really starting to dig the whole structure of the of the fight of the fight world. <laughs> Good for us, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, it, it's 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 I mean, it's kind of cool. I mean, you know, I think that the the true colors are being revealed as to the openness and just the 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 like the brother and sisterhood of of, of the fight world and that's kind of cool you know um so what would you have to i mean what is your thoughts on like just the the atmosphere of of what you've been able to embrace over the, the over the over your career as it relates to like you know just the openness and the family atmosphere of the fight world well I think like as you described like that uh what came to my mind was um alleged a lot of camaraderie in fighting because there's a lot of overcomings in fighting and we expose ourselves to be witness to be beaten and and battered and like and do that in front of a lot of people so um it like it, it it there's a lot of growth points and when you do that next to somebody it's almost like a, a yeah the camaraderie the sisterhood the brotherhood or whatever whatever you want to call it um you you bond with the people next to you as they're growing and you you watch them grow you watch them excel you watch them have a bad day you watch them run away from it and come back to it you watch them go through all these overcomings and you become a part of it with them and it feels like you know obviously there's those rivalries and everything in fighting but i think those are the best because they make that next fighter you know try to wow the next you know like not like wow for approval but like you have to have a certain amount of you know like growth point and continue to be able to grow um to beat the next fighter so it just always makes you bring out your best and then the people next to you get to witness it hopefully get to be a part of it some of them aren't going to be around like it's just such a story in MMA like the overcomings from you know no fighting to amateur to where they started to where they are now to where they're going to finish and so it's like every single one of them has like this big uh main character story and then when you have a bunch of main characters yeah. together it's like a camaraderie i don't know how to i don't know i maybe yeah no no i get what you're saying you know it's it's crazy because like even from i've watched um 
uh, amateur amateur fighting, even from amateur to pro, there's like it's almost like the 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 ego. There's hardly any ego there, you know. Uh, and so, I mean, they're, they're probably. I mean, there's a little bit. I mean, you got you got ego on every level in every sport and every level. But I think the the you know, like in the fight world, you know, to go undefeated is a great great task. Like just to go undefeated is nearly impossible. <laughs> I mean, it's possible, but it's nearly impossible, you know. Uh, and so I think just the the idea of being of of having that pain on your on your shoulder, you know, knowing that at any given time you can go in there and get beat, <laughs> you know, like it like it's football, like in, in football, like it 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 can be kind of predictable. You know, in terms of like, I mean, there are certain. I mean, people want to predict fighting too. I just, uh, it's just, yeah, anything can happen. There's always a wow factor. You know, maybe one fight's pretty normal, but there's always one on the card that just blows your mind. And there's just so many possibilities in MMA um, and so many abilities in each person that you just, you do, you know, you try to stay, or, you know, I try to see like what the top five in my weight class are doing. I want to be one of the top five, um, you know, before I retire, uh, that'd be an incredible accomplish accomplishment. And you just have to stay, um, open to growing, you know, yourself in so many ways. <sighs> but if you lose like that, I guess you have to stay open to your dreams. And I don't know how to say that better. If maybe if I had more time, I'd come back tomorrow and say that better, but, um, <laughs> cause they're going to get shut down and stuff. And I think ego is very present. Um, it just, you have to check it and the people that don't, you know, they, they go together and the people that do, they find better bonds. Sometimes you find a middleman in between there, but, um, ego is present in, in a lot of things these days and always has been in sports. I think it just, we just find a way to put it in check because after you get to a certain point, but maybe not for everybody, <laughs> you just you <laughs> got to be able to check your ego a little bit and, and know that you're not the only one in the room growing or something like that. And, you know, this is about, I don't know. That's what I'm trying to do to be better successful is just like, um, you know, find my growth points check my ego because I'm I'm want to tell you I'm not stubborn or something like that and uh but I am and I have to check those internal points and just keep my dreams open and driven forward so I could be one of the top five who knows you know so that's yeah, what that's sure. that sounds like a whole bunch of confidence to me this year I'm confident <laughs> I don't know what's going on I must have got hit right because I've, I've been really confident and I've been like uh feeling really good um feeling like I can take on more and, you know, that, you know, I think it's coming out in my skills um, because I, I feel that way. So I just am recognizing it and trying to keep on that good feeling. So hopefully I have a good That's year. Cool. And what, uh, and what, I mean, what inspired you to fight? Like what, what was that, that moment that you said, I want to be a fighter? I, uh, I didn't get in. I wasn't like inspired to fight and found myself in a gym. I was bartending at a local cage event, Ring Wars in Gillette, Wyoming. And um, the owner of the promotion got a local celebrity or no, not a local celebrity. He got a celebrity to come to the local event um, for like, you know, a guest star. And it was Spencer Fisher and him and Spencer walked up to me and just said, Hey, you look like a fighter. You should fight. And they were trying, um, Matt, the owner of the promotion was trying to get me to fight like 
somebody that he couldn't find a match for and I had never trained. So and I started training and three months later had my first amateur fight. So I wasn't like inspired. I just was like, I do look like a fighter. Look at these. And mm. I just started, I did fall in love with it um, because it's an activity of like serious. You can watch yourself like grow. Obviously you're getting in shape and doing all those things. And like camaraderie is a huge part of it. You like to go together with the people that are growing with you, but like, it's an exciting thing to make your body do and grow past with so many mental points and stuff. So I got inspired later to actually be a real fighter. Like I was just kind of sold on the, the Kickstarter dream in the beginning. And, um, yeah, yeah. and it's an interesting thing even for me to re-examine because it's kind of like, wow, I can't believe that all came together. That's so. crazy. So, so from bartending to three months later, you got yeah. your first amateur fight. Like, yeah. how was it like, how was it like walking into the cage, preparing, like what, like, Dude, you know, at one, at, and, and we trained country, like <laughs> we trained, like we already knew everything. And I don't know how to explain that, uh, you know, like I had great coaches, but like, I was just kind of naive and, and ignorant. I didn't even know all the possibilities that could happen. So there wasn't as much to be scared of. I think as you grow with knowledge, you're aware of more possibilities and potentials. And after you've been hurt real bad, you're like, oh shit, that was like an eight month overcoming of recovery. So like you have, you have more knowledge. You, you might be more scared, you know, I guess, you know, fear, no, <laughs> ignorance really is bliss because I had no fear. I was like, I'm fucking Brittany Elkin, I'm going in there, you know, I was just like, no fear. <laughs> um, it wasn't until later that I started to actually, like, um, my fights, obviously fights bringing a personal anxieties and stuff like that, Any they do for me, I'm not going to say anything for anybody else, but I get my own, like, you know, you have overcomings all the way through camp, and those memories can either bring out um, negative overcomings or positive overcomings, you have a lot of flash memories of, like, the last time, the first time. So no, I don't remember fear then. I don't really have fear isn't the right word. I think you cut out. Hold on. Hey, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Uh, I can hear you now. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you now. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, My I call and it muted. Uh, it muted the Zoom. I denied it. Sorry. Are you good? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. No, I just, those overcomings that are real lessons, character building lessons, personal injuries, and things like that will bring more forward, not like prepared knowledge that these things can happen and then you could call it nervous or anxious or stress or whatever you call it but those are real existing characteristics and those are another overcoming so it's just always trying to grab a hold of your emotions and guide them to be the best so i don't really yeah, you know I, I heard a i heard a great i heard a great quote quote uh that it, that is compatible to what you just said um a guy once said that greatness does not matter what you've accomplished succeeded or um achieved but rather what you've been able to overcome you know how you've been able to get back up you know and so uh i think you know i think you're a great testament to that you know uh 
you know, you've you went from bartending, you jumped into the you jumped into the cage three months later, crazy, and then uh, and then you you know you had a successful career, you know, uh, you you went through some injuries. Talk about those injuries that pre- pretty severe. You went through you had a pretty severe injury. I've had many um, pretty severe injuries because I was sometimes unprepared. Um, I, you know, sometimes again, your ego and stubbornness of thinking, you know, everything can get you into trouble. Like, you know, and I just, I don't know. I just, uh, I always took really hard fights, matches that were, I wasn't necessarily supposed to win, you know, and those things can bring growth development, but they can also bring some painful sides. And, um, my coach says it really a lot better than me. And he's probably recording somebody else, but he says, um, you know, we study and we study and we study and we study and we enjoy studying and we learning all these things, but sometimes you have to take a test and not every test you're supposed, you know, might not pass every test. And that's kind of like where I try to think of it. But, um, some of my injuries that I've had, uh, that have been, incredibly terrible uh I didn't know really were that bad until after I got out of the cage and that must be adrenaline or what's you know so many things are moving fast you don't really focus on how bad they were I've had a knee take some teeth out uh in my mouth I'm missing four teeth um in the back thank god um I've definitely broken my nose before uh I took a severe eye poke in my early pro career that really got in my head it was really hard to fight well again after that um in the moment I could fight in sparring I could fight in everything but in the cage again um that eye poke uh Latoya Walker's thumb I have a memory of not hearing the sound in my ears but hearing it in my brain and it, it went in my eye and back out and it was like and it made this like suction cup noise so like oh. that that was a very painful overcoming. Um, I broke my arm blocking the head kick wrong um, from Bobby Joe Dazzle in my pro fight after Kayla Harrison. It broke in three places and it shattered my ulna up. Um, that was an overcoming of getting back in the cage. I, I mentally retired. I was like, I'm not good at this. I fail, blah, blah, blah. And then as soon as they offered me Clarissa, I, I come back, you know, that two years later. I think um, one of my worst surprising injuries is um in the groin area I took a knee to the groin that I didn't uh really know did so much damage and it didn't break any bones I always say it wrong but it it cut me down there like a boxer gets cut and I had that one um it was an accidental knee in my first Amanda Bell fight um we laughed about it when we fought the second time after behind the Bellator scenes what a great person Amanda is you know these things just happen in fighting like I've had internal cuts in my mouth that were so big, you would, you know, be shocked. Um, I remember in, because of that eye poke, I uh, couldn't see for the third round of the, like, couldn't see well. I I saw triple vision and I just have kind of flash memories of it. But after I took so many punches to the mouth because I couldn't see them coming and avoiding them and stuff that my mouth guard split the internal gum line really, really, really bad, like big cuts type. You get stitches. And, um, you know, um, two ACLs or no, an ACL, LCL, MCL. Um, I had the ACL repaired. Um, I just, you know, you go through a lot of, a lot of times these happen in the second round and you're still got another round, you know, um, and you don't really realize until you're out with severity. Um, I do think that they all 
character develop me, which is so weird to fucking say. I don't enjoy getting hurt, but I do have, I think it's made me this person that I am and I'm, I'm sound mind of my day-to-day business. I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm not easily broken in a lot of things and, and it's just weird that I enjoy it. I don't know how to explain it, but uh, yeah. Is that, is that, does that come from your upbringing? Does that come from like, what does that come from with you? Like what, like, or is it just something that is just who you are? My friends say like they would have stopped. Like, I don't, there's a lot of pictures of my arm snapped in half and I fought for four minutes or to the fourth minute, not for four minutes after I fought it happened in the first minute I fought to the fourth minute and it wrapped around her bone and I kept on shaking it out and um I just didn't realize it and I I don't know I mean maybe not everybody's built the same I I don't feel it till later is that what you're asking I don't know where it comes from I'm country well that that what that 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 tenacity that courage that that fight where does that fight that inner fight come from John Maxwell said some years ago. He said, "Winning, winning is an inside job." And from the from the com- from the conversation thus far, what I'm taking is that you have this this inner fight. Like, is that something that you grew up with? Is it something that probably you know, just small town girl, country girl? Just you know, my my grandpa was awesome man, um, and my dad was a a really big leader in my life um i don't know really talk about where... hey, talk about that real quick talk about your grandpa talk about how is was my grandpa i got this tattooed when he he left his name was marvel but he hated his name um so he went by cap and he was just like a strong man he was from norway um i don't know a lot about his childhood except he had a really hard one and his wife nina my grandma they were just a huge part of my life my parents um when i was till I was six, like we're on a farm. And then my dad ran oil fields and he was just always a leader working hard. Um, and I have two sisters, both are more girly. My older sister was like a head cheerleader of her squad and yeah. very into tumbling and dancing. And my younger sister was a gymnast and I was a swimmer and I was just the tomboy. I, I guess I was just, I was just that way. I just liked riding bikes and I liked picking up bugs and being the little you know I was just the one and I was also like just built this way so I don't know um it just came natural to be more like this than my my sisters and I think people are capable of a lot more than they put themselves through they say I can't before they say I can and I think a lot of us can do exactly things that I have done just because they tried and a lot of people just won't try won't climb the wall so I don't know It sounds like well, it sounds like you had some pretty strong examples in your life, some pretty some pretty positive examples, and I, I think a lot of that comes from comes from that, you know. So, yeah. which is cool because that's important. You know, I tell people we live in, we live according to what we experience and been exposed to and what we seen modeled before us. So I think you know at the you know be the change we want to see, right? So like I think at a lot of times it's just we don't understand subconsciously how those examples play a part in our life until we're actually going through and stop and reflect. And we're like, hold up. Hey, why am I so, why am I so rebellious? Like in terms of like, you know, against the status quo or wanting yeah. to fight or, or wanting to take the hard route, you know, like, it's like, why am I taking the hard route? You know? And uh, it's just that challenge. I think every single human being on the planet, we all seek some type of challenge, you know? Yeah. Um, and, it, and it's contextualized different for each and every one of us. That's pretty cool. So from the bar, I mean, country town, 
country girl to the bar to the cage. I moved to Denver and I stayed in Denver for about 10 years, just, you know, 10 and a half, whatever, um, real close to Wyoming. Um, and I was born in North Dakota. So I just kind of always coasted through those states, just kind of. What part of North Dakota? Uh, Dickinson. I was born, okay. I like, grew up kind of in Taylor, but I was born in Dickinson. It's like 30 minute drive. Um, Taylor Richardson area is where my dad farmed in North Dakota. And then he just, he were, you know, I moved, I moved all over the country for a short time when and then we stopped in uh, Wyoming and I kind of graduated and became, I feel I became the woman I am in Wyoming. Cause it just like, okay. that's like home to me. It feels home. It is home. Um, maybe because I had so many homes, I, I had to look for one, but uh, Wyoming is what I claim to where I'm from and really give a lot of credit to the character I am from the country I grew up in there, you know, and the yeah. way that it is up there. So. It's not, hey, these days it's not bad to be back in the country. <laughs> oh, man. Perspective, whatever works for per person. I know that when I go there, I have just a sense of home. I, I Last time I was there was just a couple of weeks ago. And so many people told me that the whole state's so proud of me and how far I've been. They're like, That's you're cool. the most known Wyoming MMA fighter. Everybody in the whole state talks about Brittany Elkin fighting. Um, you know, and it's just like, I don't know if there's yeah. like, but it just makes you feel good. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's cool. That's some, that's some of the positives of growing up in, in, in that, that, uh, that rural, that rural space. That's, that's kind of cool. You know, it's admirable. So you, so, all right, you went from Wyoming. So North, so North Dakota, I, I'm familiar. So I went to my first year of college. I was up at Thief River Falls, Minnesota. So we, we always, I, I used to come in Grand Forks, North, North Dakota okay. all the time. Okay. And uh, how far is where you, how far is your dad's farm? How far is his farm from? Five, five and a half hours, tailored Grand okay. Forks, um, maybe even longer. I I, I haven't okay. been like, on a topographical map for a while, but you're up on Minnesota. So I I would say might be like even eight hours. I'm not quite sure. It's a stent because we're down um, closer to Montana and okay. like South Dakota in that corner. Okay. Um, yeah. Just you know, yeah. um, so I think you guys are up closer to the Canada near area. Canada, near Canada. Canada. Yeah, yeah. So you're quite a ways Freezing. away from that area. Freezing. But Freezing. you say, what's done now? Do you say, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Freezing, man, that's crazy. Yeah. That's cool. And so you went, you went to from small town to Denver to the East Coast. Yeah. What a transition. Yeah, that's, I mean that's some culture right there. That's some transition right there. I'm loving, like, I'm loving the East Coast too. It's just such a vibe. It's so much fun checking out all the new stuff. So, yeah, that's cool. So now you're currently in the PFL, right? I hope to be in the tournament. I was signed for one fight contract for Kayla, one fight contract for Clarissa, and I'm going to request, please, put me in the tournament. I would love to. I've been training my ass off, so. If, if they choose differently, I feel that I have some options and I will try to get a fight this year. Um, if not this year, early next year. And Heck yeah. um, I, I feel better prepared than my past and um, I care more about myself. So I am caring more about my personal training and I'm taking more accountability in it personally. I, I think I'm becoming right. an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's good to know. 
you know, so funny. I was I was talking to my daughter the other day, and I was like, uh, she's like, Dad, you you need to grow up, you know. And I was like, I don't know if I ever grow up, but I, I'm gonna try one day, you know. You know, it's it's, but you know what? I think that's the the humility and of, of life and everything. I think that's what keeps us kind of childlike, you know, in yeah. our perspective and our mentality, you know. And so, uh, how have you like? what and and you may not have a strategy for this but like what was it like trying to bounce back mentally i heard kobe bryant say something he said when he uh tore his achilles uh, i think his 16th 15th year in the league and he said it's not that he didn't want to come back uh i mean it's not that he couldn't come back but he didn't know if he wanted to come back so like did you ever have those moments where you're like you know what mentally it's like i don't know if i want to i know i can do this but i don't know if i want to do this I think you, I think I would, uh, I think I definitely have had those moments. Mine were closer to, it's like, it's like I've already given it up, but there's a chance, like, just like a Tinkerbell little star in the back of my head that I might fight again. And I'd still look at that chance, even though I've already mentally given it up. Um, when I retired, I was so depressed that I, that I retired, you know, like I was like, I'm not good at this and I'm done. I'm giving it up. And, but I would still see this little twinkle of like my thoughts kind of expose like these little dreams in my brain. And I would still look at the twinkles like maybe I will fight again. Or if I'd walk to somebody else's fight, it was like, I wonder if I'll ever get in the cage again. So I don't know if mine were exactly like Kobe describes, but I definitely always had a glimpse of fighting. Um, it's just, I think anybody that's ever done it, stepped away from it and wants to dive back in definitely knows what it takes and um, sometimes it's hard to get back to the to the abilities you once had when you stepped away for so long. It takes a lot of work to have those abilities. You don't just keep them forever. You know, your athleticism and your 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 cardio and like just everything that goes into making a great athlete. Um, if you really have to stay on top of it, your diet, your structure of life, the overcomings and sacrifices and stuff. So I think swallowing the pill of, of actually going back into that is hard. Once you're in the grind and stuff like that, it's it's like kind of like the way you live you know um but if you step away from it it's definitely two different worlds that an athlete or a professional athlete lives in and that's why sometimes they struggle with relationships and things outside of of their their sport is because uh they're so dedicated that is their number one you know it's their relationship kind of so i don't know yeah it's i can relate to those words but i see them in my head in different different words sure Sure, most definitely, most definitely. So you're you you you're working. You're in, in events now. Are you set? Are you setting up fights? I'm actually setting up a fashion show today. Um, I'm super okay. excited to work this fashion show. It's bringing out my little girly side. Um, I work at the 2300 Arena as the operations manager, and I get to set the floors and shows for all the wrestling, boxing. Um, you know, professional MMA, amateur MMA. I get to meet each show individually. We're doing several fashion shows. We have Philly Fashion Week coming up. I mean, just like one, two, three. There's just a new show every week. So I used to be on tour with Fight to Win. Um, I still really love Fight to Win. And uh, who knows what's coming back to the tour. Um, I'm uh, just kidding. Um, Maybe not. But um, yeah, I just, uh, you know, I've, I've lived an exciting life, life, life and events. Um, I think I can bring a lot of creativity to the table, seeing so many 
things. But I also think on the other spectrum, that events make me super comfortable. So again, I have a way of balancing my nerves before, like, I'm like, oh, this is just door time. Oh, this is nothing. Oh, this is nothing. Oh my God, somebody spilled something. It's just what happens at shows. People are fucking nervous. So I, I think it's brought a lot of sound mind to the way I I'm in an actual event time, um, personally, um, being in so many events and also running floors for events. I build the stage that I've competed on. Um, in jujitsu and it just it brings a lot of comfort knowing that you know you were there the whole way when, instead of walking into the room five minutes before you got to go up into the locker room just go and lock yourself in a room and add this stress of like what's it going to be like that I've walked out on so many different platforms and, and stages it's I have a lot of comfort and I'm you know I feel experienced yeah. in those in those platforms so yeah. it brings yeah it brings a cool neat perspective and I love what I do um I love meeting all these performers. That's <laughs> I cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm thankful. And fighting's brought me that, you know, fighting's really yeah. communicated an open door network for me to be like, ah, hello, I'm Brittany. And <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. You got a, you got a, you got a heck of a world there. You got a heck of a world there for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, and that brings me to another, another question just off the top. Um, I'm I'm kind of I'm just curious. I'm like a curious uh like a curious fan, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh so we've seen a lot lately, especially in the men's side. I don't know so much on the women's side. We've seen a lot of trends uh transitions from, you know, whether it be exhibition fights or whatever from MMA fighters to boxing. And lately MMA fighters are getting their <laughs> Their butts handed to them. Bodies. You're gonna boxes. get a soft spot here. Clarissa just beat the fuck out of me. No. <laughs> and so it's me. like, what do you think? Like, what do you think? Like, what's the like? Why? Like, what's the difficulty in the transition? Like, what do you see in that? Like, um, like, what are your um, thoughts behind that? Well, I mean, um, I I haven't watched. I watched the Ben Askren Jake Paul one. Um, if, you know, I assume these are what you're talking about. Um, those, those new fights that are coming up. Yeah, and, yeah. um, I mean, I was like, what the fuck? I, I haven't, I didn't watch the Woodley one. I did hear a lot of, um, you know, people thought he should win this one. You know, if somebody's doing something for themselves, I'm happy for them. I, I haven't taken peak interest in this topic yet myself. Um, I'm, I'm working on other things. I don't think I'd be interested at this moment in that but if i got paid you know as much as they're getting paid i probably would try my hardest um i think the rule set and platforms that we're comfortable with keep us you know in those in those rule sets and they're taking these fights they they you got to play into the rules i learned that um i learned that once on platforms for jujitsu you know these platforms all have their own sound of rules right like i mean right. obviously boxing to mma has a big incredible platform change and i i'm not really speaking on this that well because i don't watch those so i don't sure. have sure. you know I'm just saying like i very much when i change uh, a platform or i change a, a way i'm fighting or what the rule set of fighting is i very much read the rules and i say how do i when according to this rule set these tools are available these tools aren't and um you know they're looking at an mma fighter fighting a boxer i didn't watch the fight i have no right. no, no idea sure sure what happened. sure um but maybe sure. they're looking at the rule sets they're used to seeing the fighter fight in and they think they won um i'd, I'd have yeah. to watch the fight to really comment i on think 
Oh yeah. Well, I think yeah. I, I think more so, even more so than rules. I think that you know, even when we watched the Conor McGregor, when Conor McGregor fought uh, Mayweather, right? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, it was like it's almost like. You know, I know in MMA you have different. You have all. You have the 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 uh, the conglomerate of disciplines. You have jujitsu. You got wrestling. You got boxing. All that stuff like combined. And so, like uh, as a boxer, you know those guys are just boxing. They box. Yeah. They hold. They just boxing. They boxing. They stand up. They box you. And yeah. so with MMA, my thought process is: I wonder what the tra- I wonder what the the difficulty is in transitioning to be just being a stand up boxer versus being like boxing with a boxer if your primary discipline is not boxing maybe it'd be maybe your primary because you know i think uh and what's your primary discipline as an mma fighter are you are you a ground per i mean like what, what do you like most of, you stand <laughs> up do, ground i'm a brown belt in jiu-jitsu i prefer the ground i prefer takedowns and, and going to the ground um i i stand in the stance that's not boxing or muay thai anything in particular i i've developed yeah. some weird stance that I, I but i i like the way i fight um i'm trying yeah. to look at the way i fight to to appease better fighting um because i'm really comfortable in those stances and i can switch into something else i'm not um the best at anything by any means but uh stand up i i don't think i do bad at i think i just know it's not my best Sure. ability sure. So i can i feel like i can bang with anybody i feel like I've, I've you know maybe not always performed the best in that um but i do well i'm getting better and um yeah i, I don't i'm not primarily a boxer i've taken boxing i'm not primarily in muay thai i've taken muay thai i just try to sure. be there um i'm primarily jujitsu and um anything that helps me set up my strongest game i'll take a look at see if it can benefit me yeah. and i think it's also right. smart to take a look at all the things so that you know what's yeah. going at you so that that makes so that makes complete sense so now that kind of kind of answers my question a little bit so like if you got a guy who's mma who's primarily jujitsu well he, he's like jujitsu is his thing like that's his strong point or whatever and that transition to the boxing may be a little difficult for a boxer who's been boxing I, I don't know because I've never I, I, I don't I think that you know making changes in the skill development that you've worked so hard on for years can always be hard um I think you know it's always fun to watch uh what would happen if this boxer went against this person that does MMA striking it's appealing to people who want to see something new for sure um I don't know how to really speak on that because I, I haven't mm. tried it personally other than like sure. MMA to jujitsu to combat jujitsu, things that really stay on the same platform. Um, I know there's a sure. lot of people that think they know. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, you know, uh, no, I, I just, I was it. Cause I was, I, I, I watching that fight, uh, what that Willie fight. I was like, I, I just, I just thought, you know, Jake Paul dominated that fight, and I was so I was completely surprised. You know, and it just, I was like, "What is the?" And, I, and it, it just clicked from. I'm like, "What is the freaking like? What's the barrier? What is the barrier with the transition?" You know, I would have to watch the fight. I I kind of didn't watch the. I don't know. I I just I don't know how to comment because I didn't. Sure. No. 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 I get you. No. I, I get you. No. I was just. I was. I was just thinking. I was. Cause I, I, that's the third, that's the third switch over that I've watched in the last year. And I was like, 
I wonder what the freaking barrier. Like I'm a I'm a scientist. I'm kind of a scientist. So like I'm like, what is the freaking barrier? Like what is the what is the barrier between? And it was just kind of a self self thought for myself. And I was like, I mean, I'm a, I'm gonna start asking people like, what is the thought process when you transition from MMA to just straight boxing? You know, uh, so it, it'd be so it'd be it, it, it'd be something interesting to kind of just keep you know keep keep, keep observing. And uh, as we continue to, you know, have these conversations, you know, uh, but it's funny. I think it's funny, though. It's like, well, let's see a boxer get into the cage. That we they did. <laughs> I, I fought a boxer. <laughs> I fought Clarissa Shields and she ended up catching me. I, I felt like I did really good for two rounds um, and she ended up catching me with the overhand that, that really gave me. Things. I mean, we all have special skills. It's using your skills right. I mean, anybody that's willing to cross these things, I think, is a pioneer of that, a personal pioneer for themselves and a growth point. Um, I might take a look at it. Who knows? I just haven't. And um, I don't I just I think that we are seeing that, you know, we're seeing these changes. Um, everybody is watching. Uh, we'll see Clarissa fight again. Um, and other boxers fight again. Um, I had somebody locally just call me for help. Uh, that's a boxer offering me help in boxing lessons. If I help them in jiu-jitsu to make the transition to MMA. And I mean, I, I believe that these things will always happen. And as we're growing as a sport, as a whole, um, you'll see people cross over and try new things. I, I just, I, I haven't planned for it myself. I want to be, I want to be a great MMA fighter and especially in my last years doing it. And so I just haven't explored the boxing side other than taking boxing lessons and, and learning boxing techniques. I haven't done it to like plan for a, for a match or anything. So I, at I just, what, right. At what point, at what point do you think like you're going to be like, you know what, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm, I'm going to move on do something different. I didn't, I didn't give it everything I got. Uh, like for flight, for instance, for me, uh, it was it was in practice. No, exactly. It was actually after the third game of the season in 2013. And um, after that game, I said, "This is my last year." <laughs> I, you know. I don't know if I'll ever. I'll, I'll. I know I'll never leave martial arts. Um, I. I love. This is you know. This way I live my life is going to practice of some sort um, or being sure. present in like jujitsu is definitely, definitely where I would choose to end up um, personally. But, um, you know, I thought I left before. I, I just think that um, in my head, I think I have a couple of real good fights left. I'm really motivated mentally. Um, I feel like I can overcome and I don't want to put a cap on it because I don't want my mind to decide that preemptively. Right. I want to be deciding that in the moments that I feel it's time. I felt that before and I might feel it again after the next fight. You know, you just don't know where you go with that. But I think if you set that, like by the time I'm 32, done. I feel like when I did that in the past, I, I just already had a cutoff date um, pre-diagnosed. So my things started to soften and slow down. So just trying to keep an open window to all that right now and decide that when it comes time, um, when those thoughts are present, I'll, I'll take looks at them. But right now they're like, mm. you're a fucking badass, Brittany, and you're going to win. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, all right, let's, let's, let's switch to one of my favorite topics. Uh, what do you think minutes left and I got to get going? Okay, so cool. Uh, okay. What do you think, uh, what role do you think uh, cannabis plays in the sport in the future of sports performance and recovery? 
I, I am a huge cannabis user. Um, I always have been. Um, I do make a point to try to have a clear head on anything I'm doing professional. I use it all through um, my, my camps. Uh, uh, but I definitely smoke um, to get on a mental platform that I'm willing to take in information. Um, some people aren't able to do that. Um, I think that I can take it in better because I have like, oh, thank God. Okay. I washed away some of this, these things and I can have a mental fox. It happens in reverse for other people. Um, I know that uh, I use it when I'm um, having struggles in my weight cuts, which a lot of people think that it, it makes you always have the munchies. Not every For me, it actually makes me have longer time that um, I can get through some mental stresses of um, carb cravings, whatever you want to call it. Um, I, I smoke a little and it's a weightless um, entity that, uh, you know, doesn't, some people will say that it's, bad for your cardio um i think it pushes me through cardio when i'm having a bad time i i don't you know to each his own um i'm a big canva cannabis person and i don't know scientific research i just know it helps me um i think i recovery is huge mentally i think you can recover a lot of things if you can get your mind in the right places and um it does help me get there um yeah it also can if i if you abuse anything, like you cannot have a perfect day. I've definitely showed up to practice and, and way too fucking stoned and not been present. Um, but that is also a growth point. Cause then the next time I was just like, okay, I don't need 10 dabs before fucking technique class. I only need two dabs or, you know, whatever. You <laughs> yeah. But it's yeah, a, just a reality sure. awareness. Um, and it's never, it's never felt to hurt me. Even like if you have, my mom might've grounded me, <laughs> But my mom's, even though I'm very honest with everybody that, you know, I'm, I use weed. Um, so yeah, I, I'm yeah, for yeah. It. I think it does a lot per person per athlete, but I also think it can stress some people out and it's not for everybody. So, um, sure. Sure. No, what sure. is, you know? Yeah, no, I think, yeah, I know. I think, uh, well, I was excited at what UFC did and, uh, they're, they're, you know, they, uh, you know, uh, made it made it where the fighters could consume it or whatnot without a penalty, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and so hopefully, hopefully, more sports organizations are are become more open to it. I know there's, I mean, it's still a long shot, but I think it's better than some of the drugs that they're putting. One hundred percent better than some of the drugs uh, that is out you know. there for like. You know, I have some friends that were old. Um, I have a friend and, and a personal friend that's very close to me that was um, uh, at the Olympic Training Center. And she she told me how she and a lot of her friends just are on a prescription, you know, always, you know, trying to feel a little better than the injuries that have accumulated. And then you get stacked on these prescriptions. I mean, I feel that I also have an addiction to weed, but it's a healthier one than that. I mean, there's always going to be this scale of what's right, right? I just feel that weed is a better option. Um, I'm sure there's yeah. somebody out there. To well, some it. people. Well, you, well, you got people addicted to 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 Pepsi and Coca Cola. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that, that's that's not good for you at all. <laughs> not there's even a lot close, of you know? that aren't good for you, and um, you know, everything in doses. Um, and you just be aware of what really don't let your ego get in the way that thinking something's good for you just because you're stubborn and you're not willing to take a look. Mm -hmm. I know this. I smoke. I smoke every day, several times a day. I smoke way too much fucking weed. 
but I do know that my five weeks are very important honing in time of sensibility and uh, I got to be sharp. And so that week I tried to decloud myself and really hone in. Um, again, some other people feel reversed. So like you smoke the whole time, you're not going to smoke that week. And you know, everybody has a fucking opinion. Uh, I think just being sure. aware of what works best for your self is the biggest growth point as a human, you right. know, you gotta be like this works, this doesn't, I can recognize that. Nobody can tell me that, you know, I don't, I don't right. know. Right. What, as we close, uh, if you just now tuning in, you're too late. <laughs> now I'm with, Bri- I'm with Brittany Elkin, a uh, professional MMA fighter and uh, powered by dreamossocoffee.com. And so we're just having a, just a, a nice chat about life uh, training is good for me career, yeah <laughs> you know so this has been this has been very good and so uh if you had anything to any words of advice you can give to anybody about just mindset like what would you give them like what would you say somebody who's down somebody who's down in the dumps right now about whatever they're, whatever whatever's going on in their life they're just down right now what kind of words of advice would you give them about adversity i think that you have to as a human allow yourself some grace um we all are achieving to, you know, like I think perfectionism is what, you know, everybody has in their mind that they wish they were. I wish I was perfect in this way or this way isn't perfect enough for me. And we can like be like, why is this always happening to me? Very, I, I call it the emotional roller coaster. Like, I'm awesome. I'm cool. I'm fucking horrible. I hate myself. And I've said some mantras to myself that are awful. And when we get on those things, like you have to like self-awareness say, you know, you're a human and you have to allow yourself the grace to fall, um, whatever the fall is, you know, it's, it's, you're not alone in these things. Like there's so many people. And even though you feel alone, cause you're in your house alone or you're in your place alone or at that moment alone, right. there's, it's a very relative behavior that's probably happening with somebody else. And you, if you can recognize that and recognize what's causing it. And have some accountability in it. It's not always somebody else's fault that these things are happening. You know, these these things are happening because it's life, you know. Right, for <laughs> um, sure. For sure. Uh, the evolution of your your spirit and human self, uh, your self's journey or whatever. I just say I allow yourself grace to fall. And yeah, my friend That's told me good. that and when I was when I was very depressed and just, it just really resonated. And I always just say that when, and that's from everything from missing the trash can with a paper thing. I'm like, allow myself grace. I'm a human. And it'll be everything <laughs> from losing a major ESPN fight that I, I have to face the world again. And it's just like grace. Yeah. It's just important. It's just important. So those are my that's words. A good word. And that's, those are some great words. There you have it. Everybody, Brittany Elkin, pro MMA fighter. Uh, Dream Muscle Podcast. Brittany, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks so much for chatting with me as a curious fan. And uh, where can they they find you at? Um, All my social medias are at Brittany Elkin MMA. I do have a checkmark page on Facebook and I have a personal page. Um, I probably will mostly answer you on Instagram. So Brittany Elkin MMA, uh, no S on the Elkins and (laughs) T-T-N-E-Y. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, you're welcome.